What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Carolinas Georgia Pro Wrestling Report for January 25th, 2021. I'm your host, Heath Mulligan of the Double Dropkick Show. Uh, Mark and I will be getting back in rhythm, getting back together. Of course, we've been in a pandemic. There's been work. Uh, there's been illness. So we will be uh, getting uh, Double Dropkick Show back up on its feet uh, here in the coming weeks. I'm excited about that and excited to bring you all the great content that you're accustomed to from the Double Dropkick Show. Uh, so on this week's uh, report, we're going to talk about uh, the IWE show from this past Saturday night in Augusta, Georgia. And we're going to do a little preview uh, for this Friday night show in Chester, South Carolina at Chester APW. Uh, First of all, let me uh, uh, let me put a big thank you out to uh, to to Joe Brown from Suplexes and Mikes who uh, had me down for the day there in Augusta and, and showed me all the sights and sounds uh, of the city. Uh, took me to a great uh, restaurant, the Whiskey Bar, and and uh, great hamburgers there, and uh, just was a really. Uh, really gracious host and if you saw uh pictures on instagram and stuff man him and his wife they surprised me with uh a mask with the double drop kick show logo on it that was pretty cool that was pretty cool like that i marked out for that so uh, i just want to say uh, thanks to those guys thanks to everybody i guess everybody was just so uh you know gracious uh there at the show um and so i felt very welcomed um, I'm just a guy going to wrestling shows. So I will tell you, I have, uh, sent in a report, uh, to Georgia wrestling history. Uh, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. It's also up on uh, Patreon. If you want to read it there, I had made a few edits, um, and don't know if they, that's updated on Georgia wrestling history or not, but, uh, I, I, Larry Goodman's got him, so we'll, uh, I, he's, they, that should be changed and corrected. Um, so let me say before I get into my report, um, if you're a patron of the show, patreon.com slash double dropkick, um, you know that you know, I recorded some content over the weekend, and I've just been trying to, uh, just been trying to think uh, through, you know, some of the... Uh, uh, I guess feelings from the weekend and, and just trying to kind of, I mean, you see a show and you, you take it in, you see the crowd and sometimes it takes a couple of days to, to digest it all. And, uh, I think, I, I think, I, I think things are starting to come into focus, um, uh, for some feelings about the IWE show. So I'll be talking about that on behind the scenes, not just IWE, but Georgia wrestling in general. Um, Starting to figure something out. Uh, also, I've posted uh, patreon.com. Uh, this is free, public. Um, you don't have to be a paid member to see this. Is uh, a report from the X16 on TJ Boss's victory there. I'm trying to do a little more written content and let me know how you like it. Uh, so, the IWE show, the, the American Legion there in Augusta was rocking all night long. Um, crowd was right around 200. Uh, I think the official report was 
uh, 207, something like that. Yep, that's that's that that is not a that's not a stretch at all. So you know how sometimes it shows uh, there's about 150 people there, and and it's reported as 200 or 225. So that's not the case here. Totally uh, totally legit numbers. Um, now um, I will say Charles Felder, uh, who was very gracious, got to meet him at the show. Uh, and he does a lot of reports for Augusta. He, in his report, uh, he estimated, I, I guess, um, our opinions on the COVID protocols were a little bit different. Um, I, I didn't think. I mean, I thought it was about fifty percent face mask. I mean, there there were some people that didn't even come in with a face mask um, that I could see. Um, and having been to two shows of over 200 people the last couple of weeks, it was a stark contrast uh, between those two shows. Uh, but again, to me, uh, you know, if you're if you if you're going out to an event like this, you kind of know what you're going to get. And so, uh, I'm just, I'm not, <laughs> I'm trying, not trying to be political or anything. I'm just saying for my take, there, it was, there was a lot of people not wearing masks. Um, but it, you know, it is what it is in, uh, and, and the regulations are different between states. So, uh, match number one, uh, was, uh, Tyler culprit versus AC Mac Tyler coming off that. Most Improved Wrestler of the Year Award uh, for 2020 in Georgia. If you had said 12 months ago in January that Tyler Culprit would win an award and, and be in the running for a couple of awards and AC Mack would not even be in the conversation for any awards, I think I would not have taken that bet. Because uh, I believe uh, Tyler Culprit is a character that was invented this year. I don't even know if he was here 12. Uh, Tyler's been wrestling for a while, a couple of years. Um, and if you haven't listened to the uh, Tipping Point episode where they talk about the awards and give out the awards, excellent. I mean, that's what I listened to on my way to Augusta. Anyway, this was a, a good match. Uh, both these guys have been on the last couple of IWE shows. Um, AC Mag did get the win. I'm curious to see... Again, I put this in my report, what their roles are going to be uh, moving forward. Um, are these, are they going to be, uh, you know, they've both kind of been in that new age title um, picture, or are they going to uh, move up? We'll just see. Uh, two good guys to have on your roster. Um, Tim Blackman came out, addressed. Um, I talked about this a lot on, uh, the pay Patreon stuff. Um, basically said, you know, Augusta wrestling is getting overlooked and, and we're going to, you know, make a big splash in, uh, 2021. He also addressed the Metro brothers situation. They had physical possession of the tag team titles. Uh, they came out, interrupted him, got in an argument uh, and then a match was made, Metro Brothers versus the Bash Brothers. Bash Brothers, brothers are uh, Charlie Anarchy and Brandon Parker. Those guys are very well-known 
in Augusta and uh, um, especially in the American Legion building. Uh, that was a good match. Um, and eventually Skinny Vinny interfered. I think in my original report, I got mixed up because there was a low blow and then somebody got hit with a belt. And I couldn't remember at what point the disqualification took place. I am not a... I take notes during the show, but I, I'm not there to take notes, if that makes sense. So if I... The point is, the Bash Brothers won by disqualification. T-Money came out uh, to kind of stop the attack, and he was attacked by the Metro Brothers. They hit him with a heart attack and then punted him in the head. Um, Unfortunately, um, Blackman was uh, able to um, make his way out of the ring and was okay. I don't know if he was... uh, Checked out by medical personnel, but uh, he was he was back around the rest of the night, so I'm, thankfully uh, he wasn't uh, injured. Um, the next match was a match. Um, so Bash Brothers versus Metro Brothers was an unannounced match. The next match was one that was part of the reason I drove almost two and a half hours to Augusta, Georgia. Um, and that's the thing. I've said this all along. This was a show on paper. I drove two and a half hours for it. I was excited for the show. Uh, so you had, this was an intriguing. You had the you had the multi-time winner of the Georgia Female Performer of the Year, Danny Jordan, take on the multi-time winner of the Carolinas Professional Wrestling Awards, uh, Female Wrestler of the Year, uh, Savannah Evans. You also very intriguing. I did some I had to do some research on this. So Danny Jordan came in as the IWA Women's IWE Women's Champion. She won that championship in a match. January 2020 against Solandra Royal. That championship had been held up as uh, Amber Nova won a women's tournament they had, which was a big deal because it was the first women's tournament probably in the the South in a long time, especially for a title outside of a women's only promotion. So Amber Nova had won that championship and then at some point was unable to defend it. Um, And so Danny Jordan was able to win that championship. I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously there was a pandemic I don't know if there were ever any title defenses. Uh, and then at the last IWE show, Savannah Evans uh, had had won the Mayhem Championship. So this was, you know, a very back-and-forth match. Um, you know, Danny Jordan, you know, using her aggressiveness and that mean streak uh, to take control at times, but... Um, you know, over the course of the match, Savannah Evans' uh, strength and size uh, just proved to be too much. And I put in my report, you know, here's Savannah Evans. We're at the, we're at the end of January. And in Georgia, she just beat the multi-time Georgia Female Performer of the Year. And she's the only woman in Georgia with two championships. So... Uh, I'm interested to see, you know, that's got to make her the front runner for female performer of the year in Georgia for 2021. Uh, So following the match, the man she had beaten for that Mayhem Championship, James Houston, came out, uh, got in her face, and then the music hit. Uh, I had heard rumors that this gentleman would be at the show. But O'Shea Edwards did make an appearance, came out, kind of let Houston know he didn't appreciate him coming out and getting in Savannah's face. 
they had a confrontation which James Houston quickly realized uh, he was not going to get the best of. Uh, and O'Shea Edwards um, gave him a uh, pile driver for his uh, for his troubles. I, I can't remember what the name. It's that. Uh, it's like a tombstone, but you sit down. It's yeah, uh, and let me tell you, I I I don't think I've seen O'Shea Edwards in in person before. That's an impressive looking guy. Uh, I'll just say this too: he had to drive through North Carolina and South Carolina to get to Georgia. Somebody get this hooked up. Somebody. Somebody get this guy licensed in South Carolina, get this guy booked. Uh, and O'Shea Edwards would make an appearance later on in the night, too. Uh, took an intermission. Then we had the New Age title match. Now, this match uh, had some controversy. Uh, I will have a... There were some things, as I've thought about this match. Again, I'll talk about those behind the scenes but you had Hunter Young, the champion, uh, defending against David Ali. Uh, David Ali, as you know, runner-up for Georgia Wrestler of the Year, Southern Honor champion. Uh, this match went back and forth. And eventually, uh, Hunter Young got the advantage, went for the frog splash. Um, Ali pulled referee David Weekly down on top of him, so they had a ref sandwich. As Hunter Young hit the frog splash, so the referee's out. Hunter Young tries to revive the referee, comes back in, hits another frog splash, had the pin, had the man beat. And Hunter Young just starts pleading with everyone, pleads with the sound guy, pleads with David Garrett, the ring announcer. I I, I don't know, can't remember where Blackman was during all this. Hunter Young's just pleading, pleading toward the back. And finally, referee Danny Mead comes to the ring. The match resumes. Uh, David Ali not only gets the advantage, but gets his baseball bat and and lays it in front of Hunter Young to say, hey, you need to use this bat. There was a lot of psychological warfare uh, going on during this match. And uh, Hunter Young refused the bat. David Ali got the, uh, got the punt to the head. And then I posted this video uh, on Facebook Referee Danny Mead came in with a very fast three count. Um, the and the crowd, I mean, the crowd did not know how to react. Um, not sure if Danny Mead is in cahoots with David Ali. I'm not sure uh, as a fan if if uh, the referee just got caught up in a moment and you know, knew that was the finish and just got the adrenaline. I, I don't know. That was not explained, but it was, it was odd. It was an odd thing. And so I'm interested to hear what other people say about that. Matter of fact, let me pull up Charles Felder's report and see uh, what his take it was on that. Um, yep, just says it was a fast... Uh, one, two, three, total disagreement with the rest, fast three count. Um, yeah, so that's 100% right. So, um, 
So next we had a, a match that had been um, just kind of building over the last couple of IWU shows. You had Sean Legacy had an opportunity against Billy Brash in a cage match at the last show where Josh Magnum interfered and, and really cost Sean Legacy the, the, the chance at the heavyweight title. And so this was billed as a bad blood grudge match. Uh, Legacy started off quick, sprinted to the ring, attacked Magnum. This match did not stay in the ring long. A lot of action on the outside. Uh, a lot of, <laughs> they uh, surely tested the integrity of the ringside guardrails until finally, and I've gone to a lot of wrestling shows, uh, but it was it was a pretty scary, it was not a scary moment for the wrestlers. It was a scary moment for us as fans. Um, Legacy threw Magnum over the barricade. Magnum's feet clipped the the light pole. I'll talk about that behind the scenes too. Uh, clipped the light pole, uh, causing sparks because he didn't just hit the pole. He hit the cords. He hit some of the wiring. And this thing started to go. And all I could see, I mean, there was uh, there were two kids all night kind of standing next to me watching the show. They were between me and the pole. And it, that thing's just falling in the other direction. And it's, it's, it's going to land on some people. And luckily, somebody came out of nowhere, caught it. Um, and that thing was done. Like, they broke it. I'm not sure if it was, you know, one of the plugs that got broke. Anyway, they fought back to the concession area where the merchandise is, back and forth, legacy, body slammed him into a trash can, suplexed him. Uh, anytime, you know, it was it was kind of touch and go. Like, I'm, you know, um, when, you, when, you, when you see something spark like that and uh, – you're you're not sure if this thing's gonna fall. It was pretty pretty tense. Um, also, if you're a parent at a wrestling show, you gotta you gotta keep tabs on your kids, it, especially if the wrestlers go outside the barricade. Um, because there were some very close calls with these kids being within the um, the circle of violence as Legacy and Magnum were going back and forth. Um, after they fought for several minutes, uh, the referee counted them out. Uh, the match was announced like a, as a no contest. Legacy tried his best to get into the ring, but he did not beat the 10 count. And so, um, yeah, double, double count out, no contest. Now... It appears that for the time being, that this feud, this issue is resolved. Um, because later on in the night, it was announced Sean Legacy will take on Alex Hammerstone uh, March 20th in Augusta. Next, we had the IWE Heavyweight Championship. Again, this is one of those matches I drove two and a half hours for. Um, you had Billy Brash who, you know, I've talked a lot, you know, on Patreon about Billy Brash has never really gotten a run as the top heavyweight champion in a promotion. Uh, you know, he was prestige champion at AML. He's held other titles. 
he was wrestler of the year in 2018 in South Carolina. Logan Creed was also wrestler of the year in 2018, also 2019. So this was an intriguing matchup that no one's seen him any, anywhere. Uh, IWE did a great job of, of putting together some matches that no one had seen. Uh, this was a back and forth match. I was really surprised. Um, you know, Billy Abrash has adopted a different attitude in IWE. I mean, it's done well for him. He is the heavyweight champion. Um, this match was back and forth. Both men so showing their athletic ability. Logan Creed is a genetic freak, an athletic freak. He is one of the most impressive physical specimens you will see in independent wrestling. Um, there and there's just something about seeing him in person. He's just a really big guy. Um, Billy Brash has as as much as any other wrestler on the independents in this region has completely transformed his body the last couple of years. Uh, this match went back and forth. Uh, Brash went to um, take the championship belt. Referee stopped him from using it, but Billy had his old trusty, trusty flask. Uh, hit Creed with it, then hit him with a big knee, and that was it. Billy got the pin. But after the match, O'Shea Edwards came to the ring had a face-off with Billy, looked at that championship belt, um, and Billy got on the microphone and said, you know what, you want a piece of this? You're a pretty big boy. I've heard of you, um, and uh, you, we'll, I'll give you a shot at this championship. And that match was also made for March 20th. So if you're in the Augusta area, that's going to be the place to be March 20th, uh, just for that match alone, a first-time matchup. Uh, well, two first-time matchups. Sean Legacy and Alex Hammerstone, Billy Brash, O'Shea Edwards for the heavyweight championship. That's going to be that's going to be big. The main event uh, was for the IWE Tag Team Titles: the Ugly Ducklings with Coach Mikey taking on the Koloff Dynasty with Nikita Koloff. Uh, if you follow, uh, I think I've talked about my involvement with the Koloff Dynasty behind the scenes uh, last year and and the year before. Um, this was a, this was a good match, good tag team match. I mean, just, uh, you know, big, strong, bruising tag team against a smaller, quicker, um, you know, fan favorites, uh, Koloff's man controlled the match to use their aggressiveness. They, you know, taunted the ducks. They isolated Lance Lude. Uh, and it was, I was surprised to see Lance Lude, you know, he had posted on Facebook, uh, within the last couple of weeks, just some some health issues he was having, so I was very surprised to see him wrestle uh, when he came out. I remember saying to Joe, "I'm like this. I did not expect this. Uh, I was under the impression, uh, with you know some of the sources I'd had that, and and maybe IWE is part of his limited bookings. He's very much taking limited bookings, and so." Uh, but they are the tag team champions, even though they didn't have physical possession of the belts. So this match went back and forth. Metro Brothers came out. A lot of confusion ensued. Um, Killjoy took advantage uh, of the distraction and got the got the pin. Uh, and after the match, Metro Brothers came in uh, and attacked the Ugly Ducklings. Uh, and as things settled down, they offered the Ducks up 
to the Koloff, said, hey, come come and attack these guys, whatever. You know, they just beat you. And the Koloffs weren't having any of it. The, I think they realized Metro Brothers had cost them the titles. And so um, they, the, Metro, the Koloffs and the Ugly Ducklings uh, cleared the ring of the Metro Brothers. Um, Skinny Vinny was in line to get a Russian sickle from the Russian Nightmare Nikita Koloff. But uh, they were able to hit the road. Hit the road, not before the Ducklings uh, got physical possession of those IWE Tag Team Titles. So uh, again, Ducks win the match, get the titles back. Crowd went home very, very happy. Um, not, you know, there wasn't a bad match on the card. Uh, crowd was into it all night. It's a, it was a very successful night for IWE, drawn over 200. That building was packed. Um, and, you know, they've set up their show, their next show for March uh, 20th. So IWE started the year off very, very well. Um, I, do, I do think in Georgia, you've got to run, if you really want to be noticed, You've got to run a certain number of shows. And so I was a little bit surprised that they weren't running in February, but there's still plenty of year left. We are in the middle of a pandemic, so obviously nobody ran 10 or 12 shows. Well, some people did maybe uh, last year. Um, But it was a good, uh, you know, uh, there were several people. Charles Felder in his report stated this was the best IWE show he'd ever been to. It was the first. It was the only IWE show I've been to, and it it was it was a fine show. Um, I do, uh, yeah. I put it in my report. It just seemed like a show that never really got into a flow, and I think there's some reasons for that that I've talked about on behind the scenes. Um, so I yeah, I'm very curious. Uh, very curious to see where IWE goes from here. They're going to have a good show on the 20th and uh, on, on March 20th. Uh, again, I'll have some, some more news and notes on that, on behind the scenes. And then uh, maybe talking about that a little bit on a deeper dive this week for our uh, patrons. I do want to welcome a new patron to the show, uh, Josh Fields, who's involved with IWE. He's now a patron. So, Josh, thank you uh, so much for your support of the double dropkick show and uh hopefully hopefully you enjoy the content we're putting out there uh, let's talk about chester apw this friday night january 29th chester's their first show of the year um and the main event uh and i believe this is for the apw heavyweight championship timmy lou retton anthony henry i don't know if this singles match has happened anywhere before this is Officially now, Anthony Henry's last match in South Carolina for the foreseeable future. His last independent match. Uh, we know that the following weekend, he'll have his, his official, or anyway in February, he'll have his last official independent match uh, at Action Wrestling. I don't know yet if Anthony Henry, if uh, his family's moving to, to Florida uh, or... I know many of the talents there in NXT moved down to the Orlando area, but it's very, be very interesting to see. To me, 
a lot of questions about this match. You know, how is Timmy Lou Retton's knee? He, he tweaked it at the X-16 uh, last weekend. Uh, again, this is going to be, this is a very intriguing matchup. This is, this is one of those, you know, I'd call it a measuring stick. Um, Anthony Henry is on his way out of the independent scene, and Timmy Lou Retton is coming off a very public breakup with White Mike and the Gymnasty Boys. Timmy Lou Retton is trying to set his course, his singles course, for 2021. And so this is an intriguing matchup. This is one of those matches where, I mean, it, I'm recording this on Monday morning. I'm trying to figure out how to get a Chester Friday night. Um, so kudos to, to kudos to, to some wrestling around here. I mean, putting on, not putting on matches that people have seen before. Uh, again, I just, man, I've driven a lot of miles, uh, the last couple of weekends going to wrestling shows and, uh, it's, it's been, it's been intriguing to be out and about. Uh, so Chester's coming up this Friday, uh, the following weekend, three count pro wrestling, is going to be uh, back in Greenville uh, February the 6th for uh, Meltdown. Uh, hoping to be a part of that show, doing commentary for the SOS Custom Network. Hey, soscustomnetwork.com, that's where you can get access to Carolinas and Georgia promotions you can't watch anywhere else. It's where you can follow some of your favorites. We've uh, we've got you know action from Anthony Henry uh, on there. Uh, lots of great content. Four ninety nine a month. That's a pretty good deal. And if you become a patron of the Double Dropkick Show at the highest level, fifteen dollars a month. That includes a subscription to the network. And so you want to be a part of that. You want to see what's going on. We um, lots lots going on. So anyway. Uh, thanks for listening to the Carolina's Georgia Pro Wrestling Report. I will have uh, an interview with Scott Hensley coming up later this week where we talk about his list of the 200, top 200-plus 200 talents as he sees it in parts of Tennessee, Alabama, and Georgia. Again, uh, Scott, very knowledgeable about independent wrestling. I'm also, uh, I have also been informed that... Um, we have the potential of, uh, how do I say this? I don't want to get into any legal trouble here. Uh, anyway, I will say I there's a possibility we will have a paid guest that someone has been listening to what we've been saying here and is, and is buying time on the show um, uh, to share their thoughts on independent wrestling. So I think that'll be very interesting, and um, again, I, I don't know all the details on that. I would caught me off guard pretty much, uh, but this is a man. If you listen to this show, if you're in this region, this is this is somebody you would have heard of, and uh, I think he's just messing with me. I don't know, but that'll be that'll be coming up as well. I know he's got some thoughts, perhaps, on meltdown at three count per wrestling on february the 6th so anyway double dropkick.com is where you can get everything also patreon.com slash double dropkick is where you can get all the free and the paid stuff we're on all the places where you can get 
Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, the list goes on and on. Uh, So thank you for your support. Uh, I'll be recording uh, this week's Behind the Scenes. Uh, If you you don't know, if you've never been a patron, uh, I record content every day for our patrons. So again, patreon.com slash double dropkick. But anyway, thanks for listening to Carolina's Georgia Pro Wrestling Report. I'm Heath Mulligan. We'll see you soon.